Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Thank you for listening to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and this podcast is dedicated to undressing the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we are so glad you're here with us. It is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Now, you might be listening to this in July, so don't turn it off. This isn't just about Christmas. But if you are listening live, uh, we do want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And the topic we're talking about today has extra relevance at the holidays, but also it's something that can have a big impact in your marriage all year long. We are talking about healthy relationships with your in-laws. So let's dive in. Hey guys, you know, we're going to talk about something today that is just a huge barrier for a lot of marriages. And it's a complicated one because it involves our parents and our in-laws and our spouse. And so it's very delicate and it can be really hard to navigate. And that's why we're probably gonna have more than one episode about this, but we wanna talk today about setting boundaries with our parents and in-laws. Yeah, and it's a a great follow-up from last week. Last week, we talked about kids and how, you know, stress that comes from parenting can really work its way into the marriage. And especially this time of year, if you're listening to this right when it comes out, of course, today is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's a wonderful time of the year. That's right. But Christmas, it really can amplify whatever's happening in your family dynamics. And what I mean by that is the good things that are happening in your family get amplified and feel even sweeter at Christmas. Mm -hmm. But those difficult dynamics, the stresses, the hardships, the drama, that can get amplified as well. And potentially one of the most complicated relationships that will impact your marriage is that relationship with in-laws. It can be one of the greatest gifts in your life, mm-hmm. um, the friendship that you have now as an adult with your parents and with your in-laws. But, and a, a lot of people write to us about this. Oh, a yeah. lot of people. We had, in fact, an, an in-depth conversation with some friends yesterday, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that conversation as we go today, where that in-law stress, specifically it was a mother and mother-daughter dynamic. Yes. And then the, the husband is trying to figure out how to how to deal with with his mother-in-law's kind of sense of, of really trying to control can, their family. Right, right. And really trying to have this codependent bond with her daughter mm-hmm. that was even, I don't know, it, it's messy. And it can just it be is. messy. And we want to acknowledge that. And maybe you're listening to this and you're kind of gearing yourself up to go over to the in-law's house at Christmas Eve. Maybe you're going to your in-law's house and it's the most wonderful time of the year because you love them and they love you. And it's just, it's cookies and no drama and lots of hugs. But for a lot of folks, behind those hugs, there's a lot of tension and a lot of wounds and a lot of hurts because of things that have been said and done over the course of your relationship. And we just want to acknowledge that that that's a real pain that a lot of people are feeling. And we want to have an honest conversation over the next 25 minutes or so to help 
help you navigate that this Christmas, but also beyond Christmas. This is a year-long thing, and you might be listening to this in July. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully these principles will hold true. We just want to give you some hope and some tools to build a healthy dynamic with them, and specifically to have some healthy boundaries that are going to protect everyone involved. And boundaries are essential. And you know, when it comes to our own parents— you know, we're grown, we're married, we've been living on our own for a while. But even when when our parents are in the picture, you know, it, it can be complicated, especially when we have a parent that really wants to dominate, you yeah. know, and have, have too much say in our marriage, maybe want too much of our time and really kind of takes us from our spouse. That can really be detrimental to a marriage. And so when we were talking to this couple uh, yesterday, we were talking about this specifically. And I know we touched on this last episode. We talked about parenting last uh, podcast episode, and we talked about a codependent relationship between a parent and a child from the parent's perspective and kind of how that plays out. Well, today we're going to talk about it from the child's perspective, from the grown child's perspective. And with this couple we talked to uh, yesterday, this daughter, you know, she, she's been married for a while, but her mother shows up unannounced all the time. She constantly wants to kind of take her off by herself and right. have time with her daughter and take her from her family. And she really does not respect the timing that, that this, this wife and her husband set for their family. Because to this mom, she, she thinks, I'm the mom. I set the time. I show up when I want to show up. And you guys just rise to the occasion because it's a control issue. And as I was talking to this, this wife, you know, she said, I, I love my mom. I love my husband. I constantly feel like my heart is being torn in two because I, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings. But I also want to, I want to respect and love my husband and put my marriage first. And for the husband, it's complicated. Because he's saying, I want to, I want to love my wife. I don't want to see her torn, right. conflicted. I also want to honor my mother-in-law. I right. want to honor them. I want to foster a healthy relationship and dynamic with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be this kind of hard-nosed guy that just says, no, we're just going to cut you out of our lives, which would be easier. And but honestly, that's, that's unhealthy he, too. That's unhealthy too. Right. And that's not what, what he wants. He he wants a healthy dynamic here. And so I think it's complicated for, for him, for the husbands Very. in that situation to say, how do I navigate, how do I lead my family through this, which is a husband is a unique oppor- responsibility we have in leadership. How do I protect my family? How do I lead my family while fostering healthy relationships, while honoring, because we're called to honor, you know, parents and, and in-laws, but at the same time to follow that biblical mandate that I protect the sanctity of this, this marriage and of our family. I put healthy boundaries in place. And we just want to acknowledge, first off, that it can be so complicated. Right. It can be hard to know in each specific situation what is the best thing in right. this situation. But I think there are some principles that, that will hold true. It's so true. And I think a lot of times when we have this codependent relationship, especially between a mother and a daughter, I'm going to talk specifically about that right now because we hear from yes, so, so many often people that's about what this. it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's and a it's, mother-daughter dynamic. It can be, it can be you know, maybe a, a dad and his daughter or a dad and the son or a mom and the son. It can surely have all of those dynamics. Absolutely. But I'm going to talk specifically right now about a mother and a daughter. You know, a lot of times that mother who wants the daughter's time so much, she's looking to her daughter to fulfill a void that she is not getting filled at home. Right. And that was the the situation with the couple that we were talking to the other day. And so this daughter feels sorry for her mom. You know, she wants to be there for her mom. She wants to have time with her mom. It's not that she doesn't love her, want to spend time with her. But when that time supersedes what you're spending with your family and constantly this mother demands that you put her before your spouse, that is just not how God designed it. You know, when we get married, our first loyalty has to be with our spouse. 
Yeah. It's not our parents anymore. It doesn't mean we don't love them. It doesn't mean we don't respect them, but our parents are no longer in authority over us. And so we can't allow them to dominate our time. We can't allow them to dominate our resources. We can't allow them to pull us away from our family. And I think when, when this happens, when we do allow them, we're really enabling them. And, and we make them think this is okay. And they're gonna do it more and more and more because a lot of times when this happens, the the one who keeps on trying to dominate, like the, the mother uh, who keeps on trying to pull her daughter aside, she really might have some control issues. She probably doesn't realize it. And so what you have to do is you have to set boundaries. And I wanna be really clear with this. If it is your parent who is the one who is trying to dominate your marriage or dominate your time or dominate, uh, maybe even they're talking you know, badly about your spouse, whatever it is they're doing. If it's your parent, it needs to come from you. You have to set the boundaries. You can't expect your spouse to do it. Your spouse needs to be there to support you. Because if your spouse goes to your mom and says, I'm sorry, but you're taking up too much of our time. You can't just show up when you want to. Your mom's gonna end up hating your spouse, okay? Yeah, <laughs> They won't true. forget it. They won't forget those no. hurtful words. But if it comes from you, you're their child. They may not like it at the time. They're probably gonna throw a fit. They're probably gonna give you a hard time and they might even hang up the phone or if you're doing it in a phone conversation, they may walk away if you're doing it in person. But they're gonna eventually rise to the occasion because they want to spend time with you. And I will tell you, it'll take more time then you're probably thinking it will take to set these boundaries. But what what we have to do when we set boundaries is we have to be consistent. We can't say it one time and then allow them to dominate the next time. We have to consistently set the boundaries. Right, you're, you set the, you set the, you have a responsibility to set the ground right. rules for what a healthy relationship with you looks like. Exactly. And you have to teach other people, parents and in-laws included, you have to teach other people how to treat you. And you right. teach them how to treat you, one, by how you treat them, uh-huh. and two, by how you allow them to treat you. So you treat them with respect, but right. that respect doesn't mean you become a doormat. That right. respect doesn't mean that you let them walk all over you. We keep using this word boundaries, and I want to recommend a very, very practical and powerful book to you. Uh, one book we always recommend is the Naked Marriage Book. Check it Yay! out, nakedmarriagebook.com. Um, you can get all the information there. But this recommendation is actually in addition to the Naked Marriage Book, that's and that's right. a book called Boundaries by Doctors John Townsend and Henry Cloud, which from a biblical perspective, from a, a, a brilliantly researched perspective, giving practical tools will explain how to put boundaries in place that will protect everyone else involved. Right. And when you're trying to impose boundaries on a parent or an in-law or anybody really who is who's used to getting their own way, right. um, who is who is selfish, which all of us are selfish by nature, but has been has been enabled to be selfish for so long that they've right. become um, but they're rarely challenged. They're rarely challenged. Right. And when they are challenged, sometimes they'll just lose their mind. And you know you know people like this, mm-hmm. and maybe you have a parent or an in-law who's like this. Those boundaries are going to be more difficult, but they're even more important. And you cannot, you cannot back down because sometimes right. for the sake of peace, like the young lady we were talking to yesterday, she's a peacemaker. She's, yes. She's one who, who just wants there to be peace. And for the sake of peace, you'll actually just kind of submit to whatever this dominant person wants to do. But what that does is actually it makes the problem worse. It creates temporary peace, but it makes the long-term situation even more frustrating. And a lot of you are probably shaking your heads right now because you're saying, that's where I am. In an attempt to make peace, I've let her, I've let him, whoever that person is, have their way and I've just gone along with it over and over again in an attempt to make peace. But what it's done is it's made them even more dominant, even more demanding. And now it's gotten completely undoable. Like, I can't sustain this. It's killing me. It's killing my marriage. Oh, yeah. And it's 
if it's become to that crisis, you've got to take action now and say, look, I can't, I'm not going to live like this. Right. I'm not going to sabotage my marriage, my peace of mind so that you can always get your way. It's not healthy. It's not right. And so we're going to have some healthy, healthy boundaries. And that book will help you have the language to use to, to do it. Right. And it'll help guide you through that very delicate process, but you have to have the courage to make those first steps. That's right. And you know, I mean, we, we can talk through this. Like, how would that conversation be? Again, it needs to come from the person who is, like, if it's your parent, you need to be the one setting these boundaries verbally, whether in person or on the phone with your parent. And it may go something like this. Like, if your mom calls again and says, I want you to come at this time, you know, for, for Christmas this year, you know, and it needs to be at this time. And if it's not, you don't love me. And if, if you and your spouse have talked, because believe me, right. I know this happens. If you and your spouse have talked about when you're going to celebrate Christmas with the families, because you're trying to juggle two families here, sometimes even more than that, you know, because there's sometimes step families involved and you've got a lot of scheduling. You need to talk to your mom and you need to say, mom, I love you, but this year, you know, I'm gonna use Dave, we're, we're talking, you know, Dave and I, we we need to, to come for Christmas on this day. We love you guys, but this is when we can come this year. Your mom is gonna go, well, then you don't love me. I mean, grandma's gonna be there. I mean, all your cousins are gonna be there. How can you do this to me? Do you not? I mean, how? Can, we are your family. You have to stand up and you have to say, mom, yes, you are my family. I love you guys, but my husband is also my family. And, and we are our own family unit. And this year we have to do it this way. You know, we really wanna see you guys. We can come on, on such and such date. And if she still throws a fit, and she starts cussing at you, she starts calling you names, whatever it is, you have to say, mom, I love you, but I don't think this is a healthy way to talk to each other, so I'm going to need to go until we can have a healthier conversation. And sometimes it means you have to hang up that phone, yeah. not in an angry way, but yeah. in a loving way saying, I'm choosing to hang up now because you are talking to me in a way that is really hurtful and I know you don't mean these things. And so it's giving her the benefit of the doubt and, and still keeping peace and you're calm. And I will also say this, there's gonna probably be words exchanged where you don't, you know, you don't feel calm and you're like, right. oh, I wanna retaliate. You know, that's when you need to say, mom, I'm gonna go, I'm getting really upset and I wanna talk to I, you yeah, in a loving I, way. I, I love you too much. that I'm gonna regret. Right. I love you too much to, to, let, to let this get nasty. And I'm telling you, over time, these conversations will get easier and more understandable. Will, yeah. But we have to be willing to have those kind of conversations. But I will tell you, especially if you're dealing with a controlling parent, a controlling in-law, it's 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 gonna be battle for a while. It's gonna be, you know, they're not gonna like it. No, and, and some of them, and I'm not like a psychologist, but some sometimes they get to full-blown narcissists, sociopaths. It's oh, like yeah. you can't even reason with them. But even in those situations, you have to have those boundaries, even if they never get it. You still, you still have stick to, to enforce boundaries. those boundaries. Right. And and just practically, here are some of the, the places we'll run through. Like, how do you enforce boundaries as it relates to time? That The expectation right. of them wanting to control your time. How do you enforce boundaries as it relates to, to what is okay and out of bounds emotionally? Because sometimes people will try to manipulate using their emotions. If oh, they, yeah. If they won't get their way one way, they'll, they'll resort to anger. They'll resort to tears. How do you, in a respectful way, keep boundaries in place there with with grandkids sometimes those can kids can be used as pawns sadly right. in this whole whole thing and and then especially around the holidays as Ashley just gave that example of when they say well if you love me you're going to do it this way and they they demand and they bully and they essentially make their love conditional if if you right. don't show up here uh then it means you don't really love me and of course that's just a a terribly it's unhealthy guys. manipulative it's manipulation. way to yeah. to lead any kind of conversation bottom line is Holidays, you're pro you're going to disappoint somebody no matter what you do. Yeah. Like, 
pretty much, not even at the holidays, every decision I make disappoints somebody. Right. And you cannot base your decisions on, uh, oh, well, I, I don't want to disappoint. You have to say, what's the healthiest thing? What's the right. best thing for our marriage, for our, our core family, which is you, your spouse, and your kids? What is the best thing for right. them? And sometimes a decision will even disappoint, you know, kids, but you you have to do what's best and what's healthy, right. not think, how can we please everybody? Because if your goal is to please everybody, you're never going to do it, and you're always going to be exhausted. You're going to grow resentful. Nobody is going to win. And so you have to you have to set out, remove all the emotion from the situation, and say, what does an ideal healthy holiday look like for us? Right. What does an ideal healthy dynamic with our family look like? And then start working toward that. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. And I think too, we need to talk about how when, when we do not have healthy boundaries with our family, with our, with our extended family, with our in-laws, with our parents, it really, you know, it takes away the peace in our home. Yes. And every time you choose to let your, your parents dominate you and dominate your family, and, and you choose, you're kind of choosing them over your spouse, and you're not allowing your marriage to be that, that first loyalty. And that breaks your spouse's heart, and it really builds up a bitterness and a frustration. And what you'll find is the longer, and I know Dave touched on this earlier, but the longer you wait to set those boundaries, the worse your relationship will be with your parents, but also your spouse's relationship with your parents. And so we've got to do this. And it is hard. 
hard. I know sometimes it seems easier just to kind of sweep it under the rug. Maybe some of you live far away from your parents and you're like, well, we're far away. I don't only have to deal with it a couple times a year. It's still there, guys. It's still there. And you can't just sweep problems under the rug. You have to deal with them head on. And you have to really let your parents know what your what your first loyalty is, and that's with your spouse. But I'm telling you, when you do that, that makes your spouse realize how much you love and respect them. And that really makes your marriage bond that much better. And, and it really helps your marriage to thrive because there's no wishy-washiness. Like, who's gonna win today? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that there's this, oh, it's me against her mom. It's me against his dad or whatever it is. Whichever parent is trying to kind of, uh, you know, pass those boundaries, we need to realize that that we've got to make sure that our family is healthy. And that's by, you know, first our first loyalty being with our spouse and making decisions in that fashion. And again, it doesn't mean that we we don't talk to our parents or we don't have a good relationship with them. This is how we have a good relationship with them. This is how we can have more peace in our family. Because when we allow someone who is domineering to just step all over us and rule our time, that's not healthy and that's not peaceful. God wants us to have a life full of peace. And so we have to be willing to put those boundaries in place. I love that word peace. And this time of year is we're looking at Christmas and we're celebrating the Prince of Peace coming into our world do whatever you can do to have peace in your own heart. The Bible says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. God wants you, as Ashley said, to have peace in your life. The Bible also says, as far as it depends on you, in Romans, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. And I love that verse because it challenges us to be peacemakers, as far as it depends on you, everything in your power to promote peace. But it also leaves open that possibility that some people won't live at peace with you or they'll make peace so conditional that it's it's really an unhealthy, manipulative bargain that's not worth taking. And we have to be willing to have the faith, faith and the strength and the courage sometimes to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to, to compromise the principles, what God has outlined in the Bible, just to promote a false temporary kind of peace. I want the real thing. I want wholeness. I want health in our family. If you're a a spouse, a parent listening to this, and you have kids who are married or getting to marrying age, listen, please make the decision. Please make the decision to, to foster health and foster a healthy dynamic in your family. You have so much so much power in that to do that, to foster mm-hmm. that healthy dynamic, um, or to, you know, to let selfish motives get in the way and really create an unhealthy dynamic. So even before you have kids that age, you know, this is something Ashley and I talk about now, we're already having the conversations about how to be healthy in-laws mm-hmm. someday, how to right. support and love and cherish our future daughters-in-law, how to support our sons uh, and their their independence as husbands and dads and to encourage them and and be, fr- and be friends with them and supporters of them and cheerleaders for them while at the same time helping them thrive and not being demanding or manipulative. Start, make that a part of what you're talking about as a husband and a wife. And I wanna say this too, if you are listening and you're that parent, like Dave said, and you struggle with this, like you struggle with wanting to just have more time with your son or your daughter and you're and you're like, it just kills me because I just want time with them. I'm not trying to control, that's really not my aim, but I just want time. I just I, again, I want to. I, I just want to say, I see you. Like we, we understand, we get it. It's, yeah. It really We're not is because you love them you for wanting to spend time with your child. Exactly, but the best thing for your child is for them to prioritize their marriage over 
their their time and, and relationship with you because if they don't do that, they're not gonna have a thriving marriage. And so one of the most loving things you can do as a parent is to give them the space to do that. And if they come running to you and they start bad-mouthing their spouse, and, and you know, I, I'm not saying if there's like some real issue going on here, but I'm saying like they just always wanna run to you and complain about their spouse. The best thing you could do is say, sweetie, I love you, but this complaining about your spouse isn't getting you anywhere. You need to go home and work this out. Yes. Like that's one of the best things you can do. That's being a good parent to support your kids and having a thriving marriage. Or you can say, listen, I think you need to see a counselor for this. Here's the name of a counselor near us. Like that's being a supportive parent. Because I think so many times as parents, I mean, we just have to sacrifice for our kids. And for you right now, it might be sacrificing a little bit of that time so that your child can really cultivate a healthy marriage. And and I know that's that's easier said than done sometimes. So I just wanna say like, if you are struggling with wanting that time, we're not trying to make you feel guilty for it, but we're just trying to help you see what the healthy dynamic is. Now, on the other hand, maybe some of you are listening to this and you're, and you're thinking, my spouse, it's not necessarily my spouse's parents that are trying to dominate, but my spouse is constantly wanting to be with his mom or wanting to be, you know, with yeah. the dad. And they just want to spend more time with their mom thing. or dad than me. You know, years ago, I remember I wrote a blog about how, I think it was entitled something like, Five Reasons Why a Husband Should Love His Wife More Than He Loves His Mother. And now I realize some of you listening to this are like, well, that's a different kind of love. Like, I get that. I totally get that. But what I mean by that is that you need to prioritize right. your wife and time with your wife. More than with your mom. And I got so many messages that were all over the map. Some people were like, yes, I'm so glad to see an article like this because my my husband, it's like, he just tells his mom more than he tells me or he wants to be with his mom more than he's with me. And he's constantly comparing me to his mother. He's constantly yeah. saying stuff about the way I cook, about the way I dress, about how I manage my time. And let me tell you guys, if you just want to like seriously put a dagger in the heart right. of your marriage, and compare you, your wife to your mom. If you never like, want to have sex again, If you ever want to see her just, naked, like see your <laughs> right. wife naked, then don't talk about your mother and how different or same she is, okay? Oh, like, mama you, never cooked it like this. <laughs> oh man, guys, please have more common sense. Like it's, yeah, we gotta, yeah, you definitely, don't don't make that comparison. And I know, you know again, this comes from place a place of love. And sometimes guys, you know, when it comes to the to the son-mother dynamic, sometimes you don't even realize it's weird. You don't realize right, that that relationship you're just is, to be is misplaced. A supportive, right. respectful son. Right. But very quickly, that dynamic when you start when when your mom is your first call instead of your wife. Yes. Ever. When you when something happens, good or bad, and your mom is your first call, that's messed up. It is. It, Something's your wife out of, has out of whack to be there. the first yeah. call. The first one to share that news with, to share that pain with, to share that joy with, mm-hmm. and if if she if your wife is not, then you're you're getting it completely backward. You're gonna you're gonna wound your wife, and you're gonna you're gonna create an unhealthy dynamic with your mom. I want you to have a great relationship with your mom. I have a great relationship with my mom. You do, and I love but, it. I love that. But I also like I want mom and dad's marriage to come before you know their relationships with any of us. Right. And I want my marriage to come before my relationship with them. That's the only way those relationships can remain that's healthy. Right. And and so thankfully, that's the dynamic that we have. Um, but it's so easy for boundaries to get crossed. And, mm-hmm. and for guys, maybe your your mom is a widow and it complicates the situation be because so hard. you're trying yes. to care for her and you fulfill the biblical mandate mm-hmm. of taking care of, of a, a mom in that situation, which is something that we should do, obviously. But even in doing that, we have to always make sure, we have to be vigilant for the fact that, that my wife is my first 
loyalty, and I'm going right. to do whatever I can to take care of my mom, to take care of my my relatives. Uh, but my wife and and my you know that's that's got to come first. Right. And if we lose sight of that, you know, it's so true. And I, I just want to say here, we're not trying to kind of be down on all the moms. It's not just moms. No, we love moms that we have issues with here. I've seen this play out with dads. I mean, I really have. Where especially when it comes to like a, a daughter dad kind of dynamic. There can be a daughter who has holds her dad so high and she compares her husband to her dad right. constantly. Right, so the dad's the man in the yes, life. Yes, and that and husband never feels like he measures oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember early on in our marriage, um, we redid ha- a house. Like, that's so crazy. I don't know what we were thinking, but we literally got married and then, like, got this head home. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Needed all this work. And it was literally, it was an extended family helping us. Like it every, was. All hands on deck. It was fixer-upper. We had two cents to our name, so it was a total fixer-upper. And um, my dad, y'all, he's seriously, like MacGyver's loosely based on him. I'm serious. He, can, he like can, can do anything. He can do anything. He's just, he's an amazing man with his hands. He can just build anything, do anything. He's got that mechanical kind of brain that just figures out how stuff works. And uh, I remember when we were doing all this work on the house early, early on, Dave started feeling a little bit inadequate. I mean, there'd be times where he wouldn't know how to use a certain tool. And I remember he came to me one day and he was just like, I'm so bad at this stuff. I just... I'm never going to be like your dad, you know? And I'm like, sweetie, like, I don't expect you to be like my dad. You know, you're gifted at things that my dad, I mean, my dad has said this. He's like, I could never get up in front of all those people and talk about things that you guys talk about. I could never do that. I could never help people in their deepest time of need with their marriage. Like, I I don't even know what I would say. Like, there's so many gifts and talents that we all have. And I think when our spouse starts feeling inadequate, like they're being compared to this big hero in your life, like your parent, you need to just reassure them and say, listen, I didn't marry you because I think you're just like my parent. I married you because you're you. Yeah. And I love my dad, but you're not my dad, and and I and I and I love you for it because you guys have different strengths, and I'm not constantly comparing you to him, you know. And and I think we just have to go out of our way to to reassure our spouse and let them know that that we're not having this like comparison game in our mind all the time. No, that's that's so good. Celebrate the uniqueness in your spouse, and also you know celebrate the uniqueness in your parents. You know your yes. your parents and your in laws are going to be different. Celebrate and love them, them well. Love, love them, them well. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Uh, and and develop friendship with them. And even if you you're very close to your 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 parents, you might say my mom's my best friend, my dad's my best friend, and you know it's so sweet to have a close relationship. But I think that we need to say my spouse is my best friend. Yes, we need to be able to say it's my wife, it's my husband. That's my best friend. That's my first call. Right. Um, and then beyond that, I'm so thankful to have such a close relationship with my dad, with my mom. Yeah. And that's a gift. But just don't let that gift cross the lines to create an unhealthy dynamic in your marriage. Yeah. And and I think that that's kind of what it comes down to. So, sweetie, this this is an emotionally charged conversation for a it lot of really folks is. because we get there it. are folks that are listening live here on Christmas Eve and thinking, I'm just trying to gather the strength to go over there and, and not grit my teeth as I'm, as I'm talking to these folks. Other people that are like, what's the big deal? Like, I've just, we've got healthy, wonderful relationships. But if you're still listening, chances are you're listening because this is an issue in your marriage. Right. And we just... So we want to close out first by wishing you a Merry Christmas. Yes. And we also want to want to pray a blessing for you. We don't end every or even most podcasts this way. Um, but we just want to, we want to close this out with a prayer of blessing. Now, if you're driving in your car listening, please keep your eyes open. Uh, we, on the road, we, we don't want this to wheel. be your last Christmas. <laughs> uh, but we do just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you um, this Christmas and, and in that family dynamic that the Prince of Peace could bring peace uh, to whatever you're facing. So, sweetie, would you close us out with a prayer? Yes. 
Lord, first and foremost, we just thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. I mean, we thank you for bringing us, you know, a Savior, Lord, for you sending your one and only Son to save us and to give us freedom from our sins, Lord, to forgive us for all the horrible things that we do, to give us grace, Lord, and to give us the ability to to live a life of freedom and of joy, Lord. We just love you and thank you for that. And right now, I just pray for those who are struggling with their relationships with their parents and in-laws, Lord. I just pray that they do make their marriage their first priority, their first loyalty, that they have the strength to set those boundaries in the most loving way possible, but in the clearest way possible, Lord. And I just pray that you soften the hearts of their parents and in-laws that are gonna hear those words of setting the boundaries, Lord. And I pray they respect it. I pray that uh, the, the married couple listening that's setting the boundaries can be consistent with those boundaries. And I just pray you bring peace to those relationships, Lord. Peace to the married couple and peace to their relationships with their parents and in-laws, Lord. We thank you for the gift of Christmas. We thank you for the gift of family. And we just thank you that you love us like you do. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas.